By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. Westplex 1071. You are listening to Westplex 1071, KSLQ 104.5, and AM 1350 KRAP. Together, my, my, my host... Your host for the day is Brad Hildebrand. I am the co-host, Shelly Barr. And together, it's just a show about nothing and com- complete with a bunch of BS. How'd I do, Brad? Okay. Well, good talk. <laughs> so, um... I have to tell you, I went to a gala. The I love galas. I just love them. You get to dress up like a princess. You get to go and you get to uh, do the silent auction where you get a little something and you give a lot. And that's it was it was for unlimited play, and they are the company the uh, organization that builds playgrounds for all-inclusive people anybody with handicap um that's handicapped can go to these playgrounds and participate just like a regular little boy and girl what were, were you the boy or the girl <laughs> um so well, see, and, and you, does that make me cisgender? you have to declare now you know you can't just you know you know, you know our, why do you have to declare who the hell knows I, you know, <laughs> the only thing I'm declaring that that is just a bunch of stupid stuff. I heard a guy yesterday. It's pretty interesting. Maybe it's interesting to me. Maybe not be interesting to you. He says you can pick. He says you shouldn't be able to pick your pronouns because you can't pick your adjectives. Think about that for a minute. I don't understand that. Okay. You once again, he said you shouldn't be able to pick your pronouns because you can't pick your adjectives. Okay. I Adjectives get that part, are like but... wonderful, fantastic. So, in other words, if you say, I'm a wonderful person, I'm a great person, people look at you like, okay, a little bit stuck on yourself. You know what I mean? In other words, oh, yeah, I get it. Adjectives are usually awarded to you by other people. You know, in other words, people look at you and go like, wow, what a, what it's a, like somebody give you giving yourself your own nickname. What a fantastic, you know, uh, poker player he is or god she's incredibly attractive or or that guy is or that guy or gal is so incredibly attractive it's so it's so incredibly smart or amazingly amazingly funny you know what i mean it's it's, i had somebody call me amazing the other day oh it was it was that 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 car club omaze wasn't it what never mind that's an inside joke. Okay, it is BS. Oh, show who with who inside because it wasn't me. No, it's an inside. There's this company called. See, you know what's interesting? What? There's all these people on YouTube who are giving stuff away, and I'm going like, how do they get away with that? Because, for example, we could never. I, I don't know how they do this, but there are contests you enter in, but you have to buy a T-shirt, and in the state of Missouri, that's a lottery. Because of the fact that it there's 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 three corners of a triangle that make a lottery: prize, chance, consideration. So prize is you can win something. Chance is you're not necessarily going to to you know. In other words, there's a chance you won't win. There's a chance you will win. And consideration is you have to pay something. So in other words, 
if you if you pay if you hit all three of those corners, the triangle, it's a lottery. And essentially it's illegal because in the state of Missouri, the only lotteries that are legal are the ones that the state of Missouri does. So so there's all these people on YouTube saying, hey, if you buy a t-shirt from me, you'll be entered into the drawing to win ten thousand dollars in cash. And I'm going like, how do they do that? You know, because Well, of, did you figure it out? No, I have not. And I'm curious as to as to how it's done. Because well, it's there's seemed, a, a local company that's doing that. Yeah, but it's different for charities. See the the charities and see once again, we, we the reason it's 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 top in my mind is once upon a time I worked for a company in the radio business that lost a radio station. Matter of fact, there are guys in the business who can tell they've done all sorts of things. I'm one of the few that can say he tore apart a radio station. I, I, I destroyed a radio station, took it off the air, dismantled it. It was a station that the company worked for down in Miami, WMJX, and they got in trouble for some bogus contests. And uh, they got in trouble once, FCC slapped their hands, got in trouble twice, FCC slapped both hands, Got in trouble third time. FCC said, okay, we're done. No more license for you. And they yanked the license. And the company appealed it for like two or three years. And finally one day, the company said, the company attorney said, you know what? We're fighting a losing battle. You're just throwing water, you know, mud, you know, excuse me, money into a hole. Just stop it. So they went off the air. And me and another guy by the name of Jeff Andrew were tasked with going down to Miami and tearing a radio station apart. At the time, we worked for a company that had six or seven radio stations around the country. Uh, There was an equipment list of all the equipment at the radio station and all the different uh, stations around the country got, you know, a list of all the equipment. And we were to dismantle the station and assemble all the equipment for a moving company to move this equipment to San Diego. This equipment went to Milwaukee. This equipment went to New York, places we had stations at. And it was sort of sad. Now, the bizarre part of it was... I bet it was. Oh, actually. it was. And the bizarre part of it was, <laughs> this was this was like a top 40 kind of station. The bizarre part of it was, it was really sort of creepy because you'd go into the station. Normally, there'd be people you know, in offices and things like that. And some of the offices, some of the people just literally emptied out their drawers of their personal stuff and just walked out. There's paperwork on their desks. You know, I mean, it was sort of weird. It was like some kind of a crazy weird movie where, where you know, like the zombies came and attacked and all these people are just, you know, just one day they were at work, the next day they're gone. It's called 1555 Kisker. Is that what it is? Okay, so the yes, interesting, the interesting, is. the interesting part of it was when you go into the air studio, the phone lines were still working. And the request lines were still active. So you'd go in at night and, the, you know, we'd work like morning, noon, and night to tear this place apart. You'd go in at night and the last thing we did was tear apart the air studio. And we left the air studio as the last thing. And we'd go into the air studio and the phone lines were still, you know, the lines were blinking. And you'd, you'd punch down a button. Hey, 96X. Yeah, yeah, can you play blah, 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 blah for me? Yeah, we'll get it right on. You know, and, and we would start asking them. You know, station was off the air. wasn't even on the air anymore. People were still calling the request lines. We'd answer the phone. Hey, 96X. Yeah, so, 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 so. You know, can I you know, play some blah, blah, blah? Yeah. Hey, what station you listen to? 96X. What song's on right now? And they'd give you a song. It wasn't, it wasn't that station. They didn't, know even, they didn't even know what station they're listening to anymore. Which is sort of interesting because... Happens to the best of us. Well, millions and millions and millions of dollars, probably in the course of a year, billions of dollars of revenue 
back in the day used to go to, uh, you know, with advertising through Arbitron, and it was what they called aided recall, uh, where you were supposed to write down a diary. We called it the book. And it was a little, you know, what they did was they called you up and they go, hey, Shelly Barr, you know, uh, how old are you? You tell them, okay, well, would you like to keep track of what stations you listen to for a week? And you go, yeah, okay. And they'd send you a little diary in the mail. Had like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, had all the time. I've had that happen twice to me. Well, you were, a, you were an Arbitron person. So in other words, but see, the interesting thing was, and the sad part of this is, it showed you how screwed up the system was because when they switched from the diary method, when Arbitron switched from the diary method to the system, the system we're on right now, it's called the PPM, where it has this little, looks like a little pulse pager. Pulse per click or pulse per? Personal people meter. That's what they oh, call it. Okay. Personal people meter. And what Weird. it is, it's a little, little looks like an old pager back in the day when you had a pager. And back in the, had, in the day, you had a pager that had rechargeable batteries. At night, you'd take your pager off. Normally, you'd had like your, you know, your pager by your nightstand. You'd stick the pager in the nightstand and it would charge. Same kind of dealy. It's little, little, you know, little box with a belt clip on. You stick it in your belt. Women would put it in their purse, and it has a little microphone on it. And the stations all transmit a certain subaudible code that you can't hear with your ears, but this little box can pick it up. And so, in other words, it knows exactly what you're listening to. And at night, when you go home and you put it into that little little charger, the little charger also has a Wi-Fi connection, and it sends all the data back to Arbitron. Back in the day, now it's now it's Nielsen. Now the interesting thing about that was, when we in St. Louis, when they went through the transition from one rating period, which was still the last, the last you know book, the last one where you wrote down the little you know little like diary kind of deal, into the first one when we went to PPM, Camo X went from number one to number eight, and the wow. and the Arch went from like number ten. To the number one station in St. Louis. Like, really? Yes, it was nuts. Really? Yes. J.C. Corcoran. When was this? I, I can't remember. Well, here, let me tell you one part of it. Was it BS? Oh, no. Yeah, I'm trying to think. J.C. Corcoran lost his job over this because of the fact that... I was around when J.C. Corcoran lost his job. Well, no. Well, you were. You had to be between the ages of zero and 40 to when J.C. Corcoran lost his job because he lost it so many times. Okay, this, uh-huh. is, this is when he was at, I think, K-Hits for the second time. So the book comes out, or the new book comes out, and he goes from, like, the number one morning show to, like, the number 12 morning show. You know, once again, number one morning show in the old system called The Diary Method to the number 12 morning show in the new more in the new di- in the new PPM system and they fired him over it because what happened was and this was the problem with the diary thing people really didn't keep good records it's just like you know you know people that are very shall I say very anal about things you know yeah. i know somebody that logs every mile on their car to this day and no reason not because they have to report it for taxes or anything like that they got a little little book in their car and when they, you know, when they, when they drive their car home at night, they put a little notation, you know, end of day, you know, uh, November 16th, 72,355 miles. Next day, start of days, leave home, 72,352 miles. Go to Schnooks, 72,356 miles, that kind of thing. Most people aren't like that. So the problem was the people just say, oh, I listen to J.C. Corcoran all the time. So they get their little diary and they'd write down J.C. Corcoran from six to nine, J.C. Corcoran, J.C. Corcoran, J.C. Corcoran. The only problem was 
that was not what they were listening to. They may not be listening at all, or they were listening to other stations. They might have been listening to part of his show, but they wouldn't put down, oh, I'd listen to JC, turned on, you know, jumped in the car at 6.55, JC Corcoran is on, you know, at 7.02 he played a song I didn't like, so I switched over to K-Hits, uh, at 7.06 I switched back to JC Corcoran, he was talking about something that I didn't like, switched over to, you know, Z1077 till 8.45, you know, they would just write down, JC Corcoran, 6 to 9 o'clock. So he got fired over that because all of a sudden the money they were paying him and more importantly, the advertising rates that they were getting from advertisers, they couldn't justify because the ratings drastically changed. It was bizarre. The people at KMOX were like, were like, like, you know, they were crushed because, hey, we're KMOX. I bet they were. We're number one. We're number one. We've been number one since the 50s. There's another, no other station in St. Louis that's been number one. It's us. All of a sudden in one book. I've, I see if I can find that and see find the date. I bet you any money if I called J.C. Corcoran, he wouldn't talk to me. But I bet you any money if I if I called him, um, he would tell me exactly when it was. He would know what year it is because he's, he's... Ten bucks. Hold on a minute. I have his number right here. Hold on. I won't call him. I'll text him. You don't think I'll do it? <laughs> oh, I know you'll do it. <laughs> Hold on a minute. <laughs> Let me find him in my book. He's not my fan. Matter of fact, he's always been very nasty to me, to be honest with you. I'm thinking to myself, I've never done Maybe anything Maybe that's wrong. just his dene- demeanor. Well, I think he's like that with everybody. He's, you know, Do you ever know anybody who's just mad at the world? I think that's him. I, I do know a couple people like that. Um, uh, okay. Um, hey, J.C., JC, when was it that Arbitron, he'll remember this, because like I said, he got fired over. Arbitron switched from diary, A R Y, to PP, PPM. He's supposed to be back on the air, but it's sort of weird. You know, they made that announcement he's going to come back. I thought he bought his own station. No, didn't he? they he's dealing with the with the the what is it? The K-Wolf thing. Oh, and, okay. And K-Wolf's supposed to have that other station on which they don't. That was the deal. He was going to be on the station that Katie Cruz is on, which has its transmitter out in Ellsbury, Missouri and puts a really good signal into the Westplex area but not a great signal in St. Louis. And the deal was they were getting another station. They were going to put on station. They were going to have two stations. So in other words, if you're driving around in St. Louis, you could listen to it on, I think, 101.5. And if you're up in St. Charles County or North County or even like further west in Warren County, you'd listen to it on 101.7. So they were like one one click apart as the radio goes because it goes in, in odds, 3579, 13579. So that was the deal. So anyway, we'll see if he responds. Um, anyway. What did you ask him? I said, hey, JC, when was it that Arbitron switched from diary to PPM? And see what he says. That happened while I had been with Westplex and KSLQ. No, I, I want to say. It totally did, no, Brad. No, I don't think it did. I, I want to say I want to say it was like maybe 2010 or 2011, something like That's that. That's not true. It well, had done it before. I, I, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll you know. While we'll, I was with you. We'll see. We'll see if he responds. 
And the crazy thing now with Nielsen, and the interesting thing about it is, you know, one of the things that you were never allowed to do, you were never allowed to mention the word Arbitron on the air. If you said Arbitron on the air, that in most radio stations, that was that was reason for immediate... Blasphemy? No, immediate, immediate dismissal. In other words, you could be fired like that. If you said, hey, write down, you're listening to Brad right here on Westplex 107.1, bang, you're gone. Because what would happen was... Arbitron would then flag your station as ratings tampers. So in other words, really? oh yeah, oh it happened all the time. Matter of fact, there's there's bizarre stories about the ratings and things like that with the diaries. I believe it was down in Nashville, a radio station paid one of the one of the guys um, one of the guys worked at a radio station. Had a good friend that worked at the post office. And he worked at like the main post office and he said to his friend in the radio business, Hey, yeah, we see those diaries come through the mail. You know, when Arbitron mails them up, mails them out, we see a whole bunch of them come through our, because they're in like, you know, you know, Arbitron, they're in a, like an envelope. Here's, encloses your Arbitron diary. And he cut a deal with his buddy at the post office that when the things came through the mail, they grabbed a bunch of them. And, you know. Why did word, they do that? The cheat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why they do the oh. to write down that you know? In other words, the crazy thing about it is there's only so many diaries in the entire. You know, it's like the crazy thing. It's like it used to be when Nielsen. I don't know how it's done now, but back in the day, the national TV ratings were done with 1,100 homes. So in other words, they were they were judging how many people were watching whatever network TV show was on by putting 11,000 what they called. Uh, they called, I think they called them people meters. The, the radio ones were personal people meters, the ones on your TV set. And what would happen was if you were a Nielsen TV home, they would actually dispatch a technician out to your house and he would wire this gizmo up to your TV set and it would record everything you watched. Now, the only problem with that it's was... It's like it, that little thing from Geico. Or oh, no, Progressive. Boy, I know somebody who just got one of those and, uh-huh. and sent it back like in a week. I mean... <laughs> Big brother mode? Well, that's what I say. It's like, if you don't know what we're talking about, it's a thing like, you know, like what's Geico has it and Progressive has it. Hey, yes. you know. This is nationwide and AmFam. Right. It's it's a little thing, a little, it looks like a little small little plug that you plug into your OBD2 port, which is the computer port right below your dashboard. It's the same port that when you get your car inspected, they plug into your into your car, or if you get your car repaired, they read the codes. Like if you have tr- a code in your car, if you've ever done this before, you go to AutoZone, AutoZone read the codes. The guy comes out, sticks this you know machine, this, this instrument into this port. It's called the OBD2 port, which stands for Onboard Diagnostics, and it's the second version of it, which kicked in in 1996. Uh, anyway... You put this little gizmo in your car, and what it does is it monitors everything you do. It monitors how fast you accelerate. It monitors, it knows where you're at, GPS. It matters, matters. It measures how fast you decelerate. In other words, when you put the brakes on, measures how fast you go around curves. It, re- it measures G-forces, all that kind of stuff. And then it mm-hmm. sends it back to the mothership, and they go, oh, Shelly, oh, Shelly's rates are going up by 100% because she was driving down 170 from the airport down to Clayton at 250 miles an hour. Oh, well, first of God. all, my car won't go that fast because <laughs> it's underpowered. But um, I think bite me is appropriate it, in But this, you know what? You're, you know, ex- you're exactly right. right. You're exactly right. It is Big Brother because because what's it, interesting— it's It's actually— I mean, everybody. They tried to spin the progressive thing, right? 
Oh, it's, it's going like, to save you money. Flow, 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 it's, honey. It's, it's going to save you money if you drive like a grandma. If you yes, drive, like if you drive like Brad, it will save you money. <laughs> no, it does not. I don't drive like a grandma. It, it's going to save you money if you drive 40, like that. Forty, Brad. It is not. Okay. Okay. What? What was? What was I going to say? Um, I don't know. Oh, it's it's like what's going on Probably right now. Some, Here yes. we go again. It's deja vu all over again. Do you know that the guy from the FCC, one of the commissioners from the FCC, is trying to ban TikTok? And 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 remember, Trump was going to do this, and then he didn't do it. And why are they trying to ban TikTok? This guy, FCC commissioner, and once again, if there's anybody who knows about stuff, it's the FCC commissioners because they know all the backstory of all this stuff. Of course they do. That's their job. Right. That's their job. You know, they know what's going on with television, radio, and and cellular, and all that stuff like that. He's trying to buy, uh, ban TikTok, and the guy who's head of the FBI agrees with him and says. This is a terrible thing to have because of the fact that the Chinese, because in China, if you're a company, you have to agree to share everything you have with the government as opposed to the United States, uh, unless you're Donald Trump and they can raid your place in Mar-a-Lago and steal everything out of it. But anybody else. But I digress. Yeah, they're not supposed to. They're not supposed to steal your stuff. OK, so literally there was a hearing on this, I think Monday, I'll look it up, where they are trying to get TikTok banned where and and what they're trying to do is they're trying to get how they would do it was they're trying to get apple and and google to take it off their their uh, their app list so in other words the app would disappear so in other words your phone you know you couldn't you didn't wouldn't have a choice anymore because all of a sudden your iphone or your android wouldn't have tiktok anymore which Quite honestly, it's sort of Big Brother as well too. You know, all of a sudden one it day is. you uh, wake up. Besides it being a time suck, well, but it has just opened up a portal well, for these young kids to um, be—they're not even kids anymore. They're—they're, um, you know, ninth, third grade going on freshman in high school. I'm an early adopter. You know that about me. I do. But and and I get into things before other people do. I you was I was prob- I was one of the first wave of TikTokers, okay? And well, of course you were. And time sucked. And I would matter of fact, I can remember I can remember going to a when I was still doing my I was still doing a marketing class out at Logan University, teaching them about, you know, the the future chiropractors of the world, teaching them about marketing. And I, I remember though I think it was probably I can't remember which one it was. I did it three times a year because they were in the trimester system. And I said to them, I said, if you really want to get into the young audience, you need to be on TikTok. And I had like three or four people who just outright laughed. And one lady says, what's TikTok? And she was like, at the time, like 25, 30, something like that, you know, like the target demo for for TikTok. And I go, it's this app. And it's interesting, a lot of people don't know this. It used to be called Musical.ly. Did you know this? I did not. It was M-U-S-I, I think M-U-S-I-K dot L-Y. And it was, and it was, and they switched it over to TikTok. And it, at first it didn't go over very well. And then they started doing a lot of ads. And the reason it took off was because because Vine disappeared. Remember Vine? I do. Vi- I heard that they were bringing it back. Yes, that's one of the things that, that Elon Musk wants to do. Vine was TikTok limits you to 60 seconds. Vine was seven seconds. And Vine was video. And Vine just exploded. People are like doing, as a matter of fact, there used to be, to this day, you can go on YouTube and you can find these, what they call these Vine compilations. And it's like like maybe 50 different 70-second videos just all strung together. 
And what's interesting is some of them are hilarious because you know what's what's they what's they say the what's there's a there's a saying about the 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 essence of wit is brevity. So in other words, if you tell if you tell a short joke, sometimes it's it's much more funnier than a super long joke. And it's like well, because our... then you have to explain it. And if you have to explain it, it just is not doing its job. Help me, I'm a radio. I'm sorry. Help me, I'm a radio. Help you, you're a radio. Yeah, I'll tell that. I'll tell that story. Is that how you're identifying today? <laughs> By the way, we have a major problem. I do not know what happened uh, with our our computer system. But as far as our computer system says, it's eight o'clock right now. So here's what I'm going to do. It's 7.31. I know, but in other words, I don't have any commercials to play between now and 8 o'clock. I have no breaks. I have no songs. I have nothing. And the, the, I don't know how this happens. So here's what I'm going to do. What are you going to do, Brad? I'm going to play a Christmas song, and then we'll come back after the Christmas song, okay? Is it Mr. Grinch? No. I'm going to play <sighs> I'm going to play a Christmas song, uh, which which is one of my favorite Christmas songs. And it's sort okay. of a, it's sort of an obscure, an obscure Christmas song. So here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna play a Christmas song. And we'll be back. It is seven thirty one. It is BS dot show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. He responded. TSO baby. <laughs> he responded. Huh? JC responded. He did. Two thousand and nine. So long time ago, thirteen years ago. So it was before me. Yeah, two thousand and nine. And that's when they switched the rating system. And it used to be, we talked about this last break, we're talking about Arbitron, now Nielsen. Anyway, uh, by the way, I want to talk about this tomorrow in the 7 o'clock hour. We'll do it the first break, 7 o'clock. You know how the woman, I can never remember her name. Julia uh, Roberts. Exactly. I now can remember her name because I found the most amazing fact about Julia Roberts. What's that? I, I'll tell you tomorrow. I, I saw this and I thought to myself, that can't be true. And I, and I checked it to a couple different sources, and it's 100% true. I'm going to tell you a story involving Julia about Roberts. About a man named Jed? I, no, I'm going to tell you a story Mountaineer. about Julia Roberts and someone who is world famous and how their lives came together. I mean, it's the most, to me, I, when I read this, I go like, this is unbelievable. I think this got to be BS. This has got to be somebody writing crazy, weird stories and stuff like that. Well, how did they meet? Well, they didn't necessarily meet, but, well, they did, but their lives became connected in a most incredible, bizarre, weird way. Julia Roberts and this world-famous person that if you mention this guy's name, it's a guy, anywhere in the world, people will know who this guy is. And it's not Donald Trump, so don't think it's Donald Trump or something like that. I mean, once again, when I heard this story, I thought to myself, that can't be true. And it is. I'll talk about it tomorrow. Uh, also, you know, <laughs> I don't want to sound like Mr. Complainer, but, but those guys working on the construction, those guys working on the construction project at the 364-94 interchange right there, I think are being paid by the hour. And they're what about the people who are sitting out there thudding? At 6.30 in the morning, Shelley's, changing out our street concrete. Shelly's mad because they're going oh. through her subdivision and they're tearing up 
the the panels they're putting in six, you know six thirty in the morning <laughs> i'm not lying and when you get the concrete breaker you feel that in your house right yeah if, if stuff starts falling off my walls boom, which is pretty boom, secure boom right they're gonna pay for it right <laughs> that's right yeah no nothing fell off your walls did it not this time but when remember when there was an earthquake about that's know, different 15, though 20 years ago that's, out here that's different an earthquake Why is, different is it different? Because an earthquake is different than a guy out in front of your house with a concrete breaker breaking it up the street. It was shaking the house. Yeah, but not like an earthquake does. Trust me. If I don't know. If the concrete breakers, if they're going down the streets in L.A., nobody's house is falling down. But when the earthquake comes, people's houses are collapsing. You know, buildings are collapsing and things like that. Streets are mm. collapsing. You know, there. You know, we we have we have. The issue with sinkholes, not as not as much as and street creep. Well, street creep, yes. Matter of fact, did you see what they're doing? You know what they'll do in your subdivision? They're putting they'll put in street creep joints. Oh, they will not. No, no, no. Seriously, when they when they finish the 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 uh, the the roads, you'll notice that some of the joints are super wide. That's the street creep street creep joints. And if you don't know what we're talking about, what happens is, and this typically happens if you live like at the end of like, this is the worst case scenario. If you live on a, on a cul-de-sac, okay, and you live at the end of the cul-de-sac and to go to your house, it goes downhill. And the more the street goes downhill, the worse it gets. The street will slowly move toward your house. And especially if you have a driveway like your house, you have a driveway that goes right up to your garage. Okay, if you have like a rear entrance garage, not so much. But what happens is the driveway, the street will creep down toward your house and it will push your driveway and you have no place, your driveway has no place to grow, go. So your driveway buckles or sometimes it'll actually break the floor of the, of the, the garage. So what they do is to prevent this, when they put in new streets, they put in, especially once again, if you're on the downhill side of like a, a street with, you know, a cul-de-sac at the end, they put in like an ultra wide expansion joint. Usually they'll it's like a couple inches wide and they stuff it with that with that junk. Like, I don't know what it is, some kind of pliable material. That You know, it's funny that you're talking about this because I, I didn't know what they were going to do. They did one side of the um, of the street, but the. The edges were jaggedy, you know, where they, the streets were going to meet. Right. And they, they, Besides, so they've left those, you know, it was about, it, it, to me, it looked like they were preparing for an expansion because it wasn't flat. Yeah, they go, but they go into, so what, what they do is they go with a concrete saw, then they saw that off. And that's usually where the, see, if you have in some, like, I think in O'Fallon, in O'Fallon, Missouri, uh, not Illinois, but in Fallon, Missouri, where our transmitter's at, uh, we're on right now in Westplex 1071. Um, they have a program. I believe the city will pay for it. And what they do is they'll come out and they'll chop out the first panel of your your driveway that's up against the street, and they'll re-pour it, but they'll put in like a three or four-inch gap that they fill with like this expansion material. It's like some kind of junk that expands, and they put it they in. They did in, that in Tiffany's first neighborhood that she bought a house right because of the fact that the, the street literally moves the streets like moving 
physically. I mean, like it's like a glacier. You, it's you know, creeping. Right, it's creeping. You you can't stand out and go, Keep hey, hey, honey, what do you want to do tonight? Well, let's, well, let's go out and it. let's go out and watch the street move. Okay, that sounds like fun. <laughs> it doesn't happen like that. Bring your beer. Maybe <laughs> the neighbors will come by and watch the street creep too. <laughs> anyway, the guys three sixty four and ninety four. Okay, they finally have all the extra lanes in from 364 up to 70, which I'm scratching my head and I'm thinking to myself, okay, back in the day, that was important to have 94, have as many lanes as possible because everybody lived down on 94. How did you get into St. Louis County? You drove up 94 and you got on 70 and you went into St. Louis County, right? Probably you did that, right? Back in the day, you drove up 94 when you went to the airport. You were going to the airport, right? You worked at the airport. You drove up 94. You got on 70 right there and you drove east, right? Yes, but a lot of times I was working over at Spirit. I only worked at Lambert the first part of my career. Yeah, but your husband, when he went up to work— When it was busy. Your husband, when he went to work, that's how he got to work. He went up 94, went east on 70, right? Because he worked at the airport, right? I think so. I I don't know. I've never ridden with him. I guarantee it. Never? You've never ridden in a a hard car with your husband? (laughs) It's it's very rare. Oh, because you drive and he's afraid that— He won't make it back home. He is not if he gets afraid. In the car Stop with it. you, just because you got in my car and you locked yourself in, and and my, when we start, when we took off, it was a little fast. My fingernails, and the G-force hit your face. My fingernails, and your cheeks started rippling. You know, back into your. I'm sorry. My, what? My fingernails are still embedded in your dashboard. <laughs> I, okay. I was wondering so, what those were. That press-on yeah, nail, I yeah. could not get out. That's uh, terrible. So anyway, so they've got the lanes, extra lanes in from 364 to 94. But they've been working on that for like two years. They're not even close they to have. being done with that. It's like, what are you guys doing? I mean, <laughs> do you work like an hour a day? I mean, remember, they built the Empire State Building in 13 months. From a hole in the ground to the world's tallest building at the time, 13 months. How come they can't get the interchange of 364 and 94 done in a reasonable amount of time? You know, it's just sort of nutty. You know, I mean, there's so many things. Because, you know what, I can probably answer my own question. Because there's probably some goofy environmental regulation they've got. You know, somebody sued them on. And there's probably some group that said they're creating global warming. And there's probably another group that says that they're, they're, you know, they're cutting down too many trees. And there's another group that's suing them because... They took out X amount of grass, and that's going to cause us all to have, you know, the glaciers are going to fall into the Atlantic, and 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 you know the the you know the Atlantic's going to come up four feet, and all those people that paid all that money for the oceanfront property are now going to have ocean property. <laughs> They're not going to have any ground anymore. I don't get it. I don't understand what takes so long on projects like that. I just don't. The only thing I can think of is uh, us. Well, it was like it was like it's it's like when they did when they did. 364. Okay. Now, once again, they did it in sections. The first section was from um, what? You know, where you went from the first section was you went from, uh, I'm trying to make, you went from uh, Page, uh, you know, uh, from 270 all the way out to, and it ended what? Harvester? Was that where it ended? And then, because they did it in three sections. Then the second section was like from Harvester down to uh, Mid Rivers Mall. And then the third section was. I don't know, maybe it was fat farther out, Highway K. Remember, they, they did it. 364 doesn't go to Mid-Rivers Mall. Mid-Rivers Mall Drive. That's what I'm saying, Mid-Rivers oh, Mall. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, Mid-Rivers I'm Mall sorry. Drive, yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay. It does. We're screwed up this morning because 
Brad screwed up the computer because Brad had some problems this morning, which I it won't go into. It was not my fault because he never lets me touch the buttons. That's right. And there's a good reason for that. So I am playing Christmas <laughs> music else? because it's the only thing I have. You know what? I was in I was in a different car over the weekend, and I was punching different buttons, and KZK came on. And they're playing Christmas music. There's Christmas music on that station I've never heard before. I'm thinking to myself, where did they get this? That's because they're playing it 24-7. I guess they got to come up with every every Christmas song ever recorded to be able to mm-hmm. fill all the breaks. Okay, we're going to take a break, uh, and I'm playing more Christmas music uh, because we can't talk all the way to 8 o'clock because uh, Shelly's got to rest her vocal cords because she talks too much. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Brad. It's 7.46. It is BS.show, oh, and God. together... Shelly and I make BS. 7.50. Totally. You know, you know I talk about, about this all. About nothing. <laughs> yeah, about nothing. Um, can I ask you a weird question? Sure. Okay. Sure, as opposed to the no. not weird questions you ask me all the time. I have a question that once upon a time, there used to be a bunch of these stores around the area, and for that matter, around the country, and now their numbers are dwindling, and that's part of what I want to talk about because there's a sad story about a local chain of stores that's going out of business, Okay. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you went into a furniture store, a retail furniture store, a brick and mortar furniture store, and bought a piece of furniture? When's the last time? Okay, does it have to be like a normal, or can it be like an outlet furniture no, store? I, well, no, it can be a, a furniture store. But in other words, not you're not buying something off a of Facebook, you know, marketplace, or you're not buying something off a, of, you know. Uh, you know, whatever you're buying, you're going into a store that sells furniture and buying something from that store. Well, it's been a while because I'm kind of a marketplace kind of girl. Well, I, I understand. That's part of my point. Well, five, 10, 15, 20 years. Take a guess. Probably about 20 years. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. The weekends only furniture stores are going out of business. Are they really? Yes. I remember when they first came to St. Louis. Well, if you know the story, it's Tom Phillips, and yep. his father ran Phillips Furniture in Kirkwood. I believe they had another yes. location for a long time. And then when his father retired, as I understand the story, the two sons who were involved in the business had their choice of either continuing on with Phillips Furniture or go their own separate ways, which they did. And Tom Phillips started Weekends Only, and his brother, who I don't can't remember his name, I think he started, he bought a Ashley's franchise. I don't know if that's still around or not. Okay. So, it is. So um, anyway, Tom tried to retire. He hired a CEO a few years back, and the CEO quit. And matter of fact, went someplace else to do a different thing. I think he moved to Phoenix or something like that. So Tom's decided, you know, he, he came back in and became the CEO and president of the stores. He's done. So they're going to shut all the stores down. They've sold. I think they're going through a liquidator, and they're going to close all of their retail locations. Um, as a matter of fact, it's called uh, Specialist Plan Furniture Promotions, PFP, um, and they say they haven't been set for when the closeout events will take place, and they're going to sell all the inventory. Now, and here's, here's the official statement. After 25 years of serving the St. Louis area, Indianapolis, and Springfield, Missouri, we are so grateful for the many team members who work with us and the customers we have been fortunate, sir, Phillips said in the release. Weekends Only has approximately 400 employees with most continuing to work through the liquidation sales. Store management said all current orders will be filled. Do you know the reason for this? No. couple reasons. First off, furniture sales are way down 
because like you, you haven't bought any in 20 years. Um, and, I have. It just hasn't been in a furniture store. Well, but see, I think people's people's what do you call it? Their their preferences have changed to the point where people used to have like, oh, you have to buy like a complete, you know, dining room set that everything matched. You know, that you have like, you know, you had, you know, the, uh, you know, like a, a love seat and a coffee table and a, you know, an end table and everything was the same. Okay. I don't think people do that anymore. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. You know, I mean, you were talking to a guy. If, you know, if, if I were to buy a new house nowadays, you know, you know what I'd furnish it with? You're going to laugh when I tell you. Um, peanut filled ba- uh, bag seats. Nope. And, nope. Uh, nope. Nope. Dollies. I would I would have the ultimate resellable items. I would have everything in the house be roll away. What's the price tag on it? No, roll away tool chests. What you, about them? Yeah, I, that's what I, that's how I'd furnish my house with roll away tool chests. I can see that about you. <laughs> because actually. think about it for a minute. I mean, you know, once again, there if you know if, if you're not using them for tools, you're not getting them greasy and grimy and beating them up. I mean, you stick them in your living room. You get a tall one. You put your TV on that. You know, you you you, you have a couple rollaways. You put like a couple two by fours between the two. You know, you put some you know some cushions in there. You know, in the bathroom. You know, you have one, and you put all your stuff. And you don't put you know you know you, you have like a sink, but you know like it's you know like your cabinet in your bedroom. Instead of having like two nightstands, you have a have a rollaway tool chest on each side. You know, have your nightlight on each each one. Think about it. What would you put a rollaway tool chest? What would you put in it if it was sitting by your bedside? Well, you put stuff in there. Um, certain accoutrements. No, but but what do you Tools? put? Okay, what do you put in your nightstand? You put in like you know books you read and stuff like that. You know, mm. I mean, see, I, okay, I haven't had a nightstand in so many years. <laughs> if people knew how I lived, they'd go what? <laughs> but see, the crazy thing about that is. That through society, we've been groomed. And now, like, for example, and here's part of the other thing. You know why the furniture store is also having problems? Why? The mattress explosion. You know, watch TV. You know, TV, that's really true. And there's, it used to be that you go to the furniture store, you'd buy, like, you know, a headboard and the rails, and you buy the mattress from them. Now you get a Casper mattress or this mattress or a purple mattress or, you know, the whiz-bang, the sleep, the sleep number thing, blah, 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 blah. And I'm going like, does anybody just buy a regular mattress anymore? Does anybody? Nope. <laughs> I mean, because they're all these fancy schmancy craftmatic beds that the head raises and stuff like that. It's going like, man, yeah, you know. But yet, you typically don't don't buy those at furniture stores. Like, you know, the the Sleep Number place has a store at the mall. At least when the malls were there, they used to have a store at the mall. I don't know if they do anymore or not. Um, and all these other places, if you've seen like the ads for like the Casper mattress, it comes like in a big tube or something like that. Have you seen this way this works? With a bunch of demons? No. <laughs> You're not going to let that one go, are you? <laughs> nope. Let me see if I can find that real quick. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I like that. <laughs> Shelly, I have to admit, you know what you are? What? I'm a very stable genius. <laughs> That's what you are. <laughs> A very unstable genius. Oh, let me see. I can't find it. Oh, here we go. Kenneth Copeland. Get in a long tube with a bunch of demons. 
And if you know if you know what that what that line is from, he was asked why he doesn't fly commercial airlines and why he has his own private jet. And the answer to that question was get in a long tube with a bunch of demons. <laughs> so the next time you fly somewhere, just think of Kenneth Copeland that you're stuck in that long tube with a bunch of demons and Kenneth Copeland is flying around as a private jet. Okay, so what we're talking about um <laughs> I can't hey, has um, as the subject change real quick? Has Elon Musk taken away that young man's you know tracking? That is an excellent question. And if you don't know what we're talking about, this guy and this gets sort of complicated. This guy put up this Twitter feed called I think it's called Elon's Jet, and not to get in the weeds about aviation because. You know, I haven't flown in years, and I'm not, you know, once again, once upon a time I was a pilot. I'm not anymore. Uh, but um, there's this new thing, not new, but it's relatively new, called ADBS. What is it? ADBS or ADBS? Something like that. Anyway, I don't know. it's a data system that all the planes have in it. And it transmits this data as to your speed and your location and stuff like that. And this guy put together, I think he's a college kid, wasn't he? Like 19 or 20 years old? Yeah. He put together a Twitter bot that tracked Elon's personal jet. So whenever he took off, it automatically posted on Twitter. You know, it's you know, it said like just just took off at so and so airport, you know, heading to the northwest. And you could sit there and watch him. You could go like, okay, he's flying the blah blah blah. Now, there are certain companies, and I'm surprised he hasn't been able to I thought it's because I know I knew somebody who worked for Anheuser Busch and they told me that you could somehow or another they opted out of that it was a competitive thing. So in other words, you know, that like the people at Miller wanted to know where the Anheuser-Busch executives were flying around. They could look at like FlightAware or something like that and track them. But somehow or another, they can opt out of that. But I don't think you can opt out of the ADBS. I've looked at it. I don't know. I think it's ADBS. Isn't that what it is? How did we get talking about that? Because I brought it up. How did you bring it up? Because we were talking about um, no, I'm, the, the gentleman, the young kid that's tracking Elon Musk's plane. I'm sorry. And what Elon did that's for, right, that's right. to that. It's called ADBS-B. That's what it is. ADS, ADS-B. And the company that he's getting this information from, it's on the web. You can go to, you can go to like, it's called ADSB Exchange. ADSBEXCHANG.com. Um, and... Um, it's the world's largest cooper of ADSB dash slash mode S dash MLAT feeders and the world's largest public source of unfiltered flight data. That's what it is. It's unfiltered flight data. So he's pulling down and um, she just spoke uh, clear blue sky. She just spoke. What is that? I have no idea what that means. I don't know, but it's eight o'clock. Rolling tool chest. I knew that. I went clear blue sky. I'm trying to make sense of this. Mike Otten has sent me milk crates. Well, I already have milk crates. I love milk crates. You know my my place I got milk. Can I tell you this weird story about Do milk crates? Do you know that I love my hot pink milk crates? I got Shelly hot pink milk crates because the Yes, he did. The buddies people in Union I bought some from directly from the factory. I got the factory tour and the whole bit. We talked about this on the air. We did employment ads for him, and I got I got some uh, some milk crates. As a matter of fact, I got some cool ones. You know you know I yes, kicked, you know yes, what you know which color I didn't get. I didn't get the blue. They have really cool blue ones too. Well, I want some blue. Well, I, I don't have any blue. I've got pink, oh. I've got orange, I've got red, I've got black, and I've got I think that's it. 
like those colors I have. I love milk crates. You need to get blue. Blue's I don't important. have any. I don't have any blue. See, but once again, when I was buying them direct, I went buying them like not from the buddies people, and I was just buying them. I'm buying them at at, at what is that? Tractor Supply and Union, and I can't get them there anymore. They don't sell them because you know why? And you think why? I'm kidding about this? We'll talk about it tomorrow. Here, I'm going to put that down. Hold on a minute. If if I told you this story about how I am like once again, I am a leader of of. Let me hold on a minute. Let me do this. Tractor supply. Um, I got to remind myself of something here because I used to be able to go to tractor supply and find it. And I'm I'm going to put this right here. Um, what's crazy about this is this is so funny. <laughs> you remind me to talk about this tomorrow. Okay, I'm going to put on my list of things tomorrow. Okay, well, put on your list. Remind Shelly to remind you. I'm going about to about talking about it tomorrow. I'm going to tell the story of how you can market something that normally would be cheap and you can make it into something else and now it's expensive. It's actually sort of an interesting story. And what did you just say? You can market something that's cheap that's sort of commodity like. In other words, you can get them yes. practically anywhere and if you if you know how to market properly you can sell it for many, many, many more times than what it normally goes for because you're saying, well, this isn't a blah, blah, blah. It's a blah, blah, blah. And people go, oh, my God, you're right. It's not a fork. It's a device to be able to fine-tune your television. device that you can stick in your eye when people <laughs> get on your nerves. You got a fork in your eye right now? Is that what you're telling <laughs> me? <laughs> Mine's usually a spork that I keep on hand. Oh, okay. I understand. Okay. I don't know. I'll, to, uh, that's, I'll, I'll find out that question, answer that question this, tomorrow if that guy's still doing the, the Twitter feed. Twitter thing has gone nuts. Now he's talking about going bankrupt. Did you know this? Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> I'm going like, he just bought it. You know, that would be like you buying a company and two weeks later going, I think I'm just going to go bankrupt. Well, didn't you pay like $44 billion for it? Yeah, I paid $44 billion, but you know what? A few billion down the tubes. Eh, I got more, you know. By the way, I talk about this. Which uh, is true. Mike Otten sent me this. Uh, you know, on the list of some of the worst cars produced, guess what's on the list? What? The Teslas. Yeah, well, they also don't have the, the track record that every other vehicle has. This is from San Francisco. I'll talk about this tomorrow. Tesla ranked among least reliable cars list. So, and and huh. and if you know someone I who has it, it was Mercedes. No. <laughs> No, it's not Mercedes. It's Yugos, but that's a whole other story. Okay, we have to get out of here. This has been a screwed up morning because it's all my fault. I'm going to do the Billy, the Billy Jean thing, and everything's my fault, which it is. In this case, it truly is my fault, and I apologize. J.C. Corcoran wouldn't let me talk to him on the air, but he did reply to my uh, text, and they switched from the, P, uh, from the diary message to PPM in 2009. So are you ready to leave now? Are we done? Sure. Okay. Thank you very much, Shelly. I have to do my legal stuff. K-R-A-P-A-M Washington. K-S-L-Q-F-M Washington. K-296-H-A Washington. It's 8.04. Have a great day. Peace and I fly. And happy home day. Yeah. Talk it up a little bit more. Here comes the here comes the post. Say something right now, Shelly. Shelly. You stepped on it. 
Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon.